Oh, this is great. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> this is actually a first for me. I might even have to try my hardest against you. You know, I just came up with a fun little idea. I wonder how far I can go with this. Fun? You're not satisfied with where we left it either, are you? Isn't this what you really wanted? You and I are going to strike and strike again until one of us is dead! To hell with holding back! Welcome to the bonus episode, the much-anticipated bonus episode of Persona 5 Royal. I am your host, Nick, and I'm joined by the Morgana to my Joker, John. John, would you like to make a deal on this very special episode of PlayStation Pals? No. What? Haha, <laughs> 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 tricked you. Uh, sure, what's, what, what's, the, what's the deal? Uh, well, we just have a bond, you know. You know, I say I am thou, thou art oh, right. I, and now we're now we have a bond, and um, you know we'll hang out. We'll I'll increase your confident confidant level, and uh, can I rip your face off? No, but that's you, a, isn't that you part do of that it? to yourself? Okay, well, we're go. All right, you rip your face off first. I'll go second. <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm picking up what you're laying down now. I, I kind of got to, guess I got to realize this is the Persona podcast, <laughs> so all references will be Persona references. Got yes. it. Yes, yes, they will. And again, if you, I doubt. Thou if, art you I. if you have not played Persona Five, spoiler warning: we are taking the gloves off. We will be talking about everything about the game. So if you don't want to be swallowed at all, please turn off the podcast now. So let's get into the stats. John, do you remember what year Persona 5 came out? 2016. Wow, September. look at you. Wow, geez. September 29th. <laughs> Not that specific. Damn it, all right. <laughs> September 15th. Okay. 2016 in Japan. This franchise is almost eight years old. Well, this, this game. The franchise game. is super yeah, old. Yeah, the game, like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that this game is that old. Like, I, I, It's I one know. of those games that every time I check it out, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, it's, it's been out for this long, like... We should really be anticipating a Persona 6 announcement at some point this year, I would think. Yeah, 100%. Um, it did launch worldwide April 4th, 2017. And then Persona 5 Royal, the edition that I played, would later come to PS4 on October 31st, 2019 in Japan. And then March 31st worldwide. And then the PS5 version of the game, the, the specific version that I played, came out on October 21st, 2022. Again, I picked the perfect time to play because it had just come out, mm -hmm. and the and the PS5 version is 60 frames per second. So, and as we learned with Redfall, you know, it's all about that FPS. You know, <laughs> yeah, in a turn-based JRPG game, you need you need you need those frames. <laughs> uh, this was developed by P Studio and published by Atlas. It was directed by Katsura Hashino, written by Shink Yamamoto, Yuichiro Tanaka, and Katsura Hashino. 
And character design, character design, and I want to emphasize because the character design is great in mm-hmm. this in this franchise, by Shigenori Sojima. And then the composer who did all those great songs, the all the songs done by Lin, was Shoji Maguro. So, and I really wanted to emphasize those people because um, they did a great job. Persona 5 is a masterpiece, probably the greatest JRPG of recent memory. And... Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, another contender, Dragon Quest Eleven, maybe or yeah, you know, true. But, yeah, true. I would say of the of the past ten years is definitely uh, probably a frontrunner. Yeah, it's currently sitting at a 94 on Metacritic, and I'll just review it right off the bat. It is a five out of five game for me. Um, I know, John, you didn't play it, play it, but would your sentiment be? Yeah, I mean, I, you good? know, what I'm what I'm comfortable saying is it's a five out of five story, you know, and that's about the extent that I can do. Mm-hmm. You know, I I've seen all the narrative. I haven't seen the royal content, so I am missing a little bit there. But um, it's just, yeah, it's one of those um, pa- truly special packages that oozes style. The music is top tier. The characters and the and the relationships that they build with one another, if you're into that kind of thing, is probably only rivaled by a, a series like Mass Effect. So if you're somebody who, you know, just really wants to invest yourself in a world and feel attached to um, a world and characters like this, that you really would be hard pressed to find something better than this. Right. And I think what really de- differ- differentiates us from Mass Effect is that the story is very applicable to modern day and to yourself and the struggles that the Phantom Thieves go through and the, the people that they know is is very relatable. It's, it's, Dude, the, it's reap- the Reapers were fucking up my house last night. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. <Mass> Effect. <laughs> uh, but that's why I think this really elevates this story above Mass Effect is that I think if you play this game and relive this story is you become a better person too like that's how good of the writing is and a lot of these character arcs are so um this game did inspire a lot of extra content too i just wanted to mention all that there is persona 5 strikers there's persona 5 dancing in starlight there's persona 5 the animation john there's an anime yeah <laughs> about yeah. this you gonna watch it I looked it up. It's on. Um, it's on. I think Crunchyroll or something. I had to pay, but do a trial, dude. That's what I did for the Nier Automata one that I fell off of very quickly. <laughs> I wonder if it's the same studio too. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these video game adaptations are are the same. I mean, it's studio. such an easy, it's just an easy right. <laughs> the story's already done. Thing to do yeah. characters. Are I mean, I will done. say, like the the Persona Five animation series has a six point six on IMDb, which isn't great. So, okay. if you are going to check it out, I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> hold. I wouldn't expect the quality to be on the same level. Okay. Uh, it also led to a Joker being in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which is very bizarre because you cannot play Persona Five on any Nintendo console. They still haven't put that over. I unless I know they just they just did three and four, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they did. Hold on, we're gonna we're gonna fact check <laughs> Nick in real time right. here. Let's see. Is Nick a good boy or a bad boy? <laughs> He's a good boy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, which makes it even weirder. And then uh, there is also an upcoming game, Persona 5 The Phantom X on mobile. So, oh, he's a bad boy. It's on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Royal specifically is on Switch. Original one was not. Okay. Sorry. Okay. And then is that recent? How recent um, is that? Yeah, it's October 2022. It's probably the same, same time oh, yeah. that it, it, yeah. it came to PS5. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. 
But this, it was but at the time of Super Smash Brothers. Right, right, right. Was right. Not. <laughs> and there again, there is the Royal versus the Standard Edition. We don't need to really get into that. It's just that it, the, the main the crux of it is there's two new confidants, a new party member, and a whole another semester to school. So after the original ending of the game, there is a whole month of another palace to do and whatnot. So. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I guess let's just get into the story, you know. Uh, the story, again, takes place in modern-day Tokyo, and you play as a character that you get to name, uh, but he goes by the Joker. Every fan of Thieve gets a name, but you name the... A moniker. Yeah, you give him a moniker, yep, yep, and then they just refer to you as him or he or this dude, you yep. know. And then, really, it doesn't take long for you to just mysteriously uh, meet with uh, a stranger named Igor and his uh, uh, prison wardens. I forget what their exact names were. Christine and Justine, I think. I know Justine is definitely one of them. (laughs) Definitely one of them. Because I think I just wrote them down as the wardens. Oh yeah, Caroline and Justine. Caroline. And and yeah, not long as you find your, you just, you and Ryuji, another student who's kind of like late to school, kind of just find yourself in a, in a palace randomly and uh, the kind of the events of the story kick on from there as, uh, as you, I don't really know, like it's kind of like when the characters are fed up with the hand that life dealt them or they're just like backed into a corner, their way of fighting back is this persona awakening, which is kind of like a uh, an internal being that makes a bond with them and allows them to do supernatural abilities. And I think the cool thing about the game is that every character just kind of accepts it. You yeah. know, <laughs> there's no like, what what is happening to me? It's more like you get this badass moment where their persona is talking to them and then it's just like a part of the game, you know? Was Do you remember if Ryuji was present when Joker's persona mm-hmm. awakened? Okay, so that would definitely help, right? Because like, if you're going through that for the first time by yourself, you're <laughs> probably going to freak the fuck out. But, you know, at least Ryuji and Joker together could like, you know, maybe ease <laughs> others into that a little more as opposed yeah. to just like... Because yeah. I mean, I think there, from what I remember, there were still moments like that. Like, I feel like Makoto specifically, when she transformed or whatever, she was kind of like... What the fuck? What happened? <laughs> but oh well, yeah, maybe after the fact. But in the moment, it's like because uh, uh, Makoto's was the the motorcycle, and then she yeah. just drives it out of the bank. Yeah. Um, uh, in one of the cool moments, and uh, and this is gonna lead me to my first question: Who's your favorite party member? Hmm. That's all of them. I was gonna have you rank them. So <laughs> my favorite. Um, uh, Futaba, Yusuke, and Makoto are all great. Um, out of those three, I probably like Futaba the best. Yeah, yeah. I probably she's just she's the you know she's obviously this this game is narrative heavy first, right? This yeah. is a hundred and one hour campaign. It's very very time consuming, but because it's so time consuming, it allows you to spend time with these characters and to get into nuance and figure out how deep they truly are. And Futaba is an interesting one because she kind of introduces herself as an enemy. And you go through this journey of going through her palace and kind of getting her on the right path where she needs to be in life. And then she turns out to be one of the most useful fucking people that you could possibly imagine (laughs) having. She's a hacker superstar. Um, well, and, the interesting thing is she asked you to steal her heart. Yeah. Like, like you know, 
Uh, throughout the story, you're stealing hearts from very evil men, like guys, as we've talked about on the normal show, of people that are exploiting people around them. And when you steal their heart, they kind of have, they have a change of heart. They kind of come to terms with the evil things they do and they confess, you know. And, and the first three are very evil, like just by the books, evil people. And then when you get to Futaba, and she asks you to steal her heart. It's very, it is very different. And again, that is one of my favorite moments of the game. Yeah. Um, and and I, the cool thing about Futaba too is she serves a much different role. She's kind of like your navigator. Yeah. Like she doesn't really like she's not a party member in the fact that that you can command her. Like she's not someone like just another slot of the four people. Because when you're in battle, there's four. You have four party members. She's kind of just an overall person that kind of comments on everything. And then if you're, I don't, it's like if you're lucky, or I don't know how, what really triggers it, but then she'll like she'll have helped buff everybody on your team, yeah. Um, which is always a cool moment. Yeah, she was just a she was a good a good balance of sass, smart, and just kind of very very empathetic. You know, she there's, there's moments, especially early on, where she's just like curled up in a ball, and you really feel for her. But then mm-hmm. you know when she comes out and she does something super helpful, really easy to cheer for kind of character and. You know, she's got the nerdy, cute, you know, glasses kind of look to going for her. So yeah, uh, well, yeah. it's nice because uh, there's a whole arc where you're just trying to slowly introduce her to the outside world. Yeah. To like, and I think like the the ending of that is just going to the beach. You know, so they kind of everyone takes turns like trying to get her out and ex- and exposing her to more and more because she's been a shut in. Um, due to her mom passing away, she's kind of just lived this shut in life, and that's why she's so good with computers. But uh, yeah, that's a that is a really good choice. Yeah. Futaba, Futaba is up there. Who's the worst one? <laughs> uh, probably Haru Okumara, Okumura. Yeah. yeah, I agree, and it's not fair because she's the last one, so you, don't, yeah. you just don't get as much time with her. <laughs> yeah, and she's kind of again like a, a lot of the palaces are very similar. A lot of every palace is a party member too, pretty much. Like it, there's a direct correlation. And hers was just kind of the most typical, just like an which, evil father. Which one was that? It's it's the space station, right? Because her dad is a big corporate guy, and yeah. uh, he's forcing her to get married for political gain and stuff like that. So it's just not. Um, it is a more interesting introduction to her because you kind of have this falling out with Morgana, so you're not. You don't get. To, she's already in the palaces. But, by the time you meet her, she's just not like the other party members who kind of just wander in accidentally and yeah. become part of your party. She kind of just already is, but uh, yeah, which is not even the best story in the game by far. I think that 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 little slice of story is a better story for Morgana and how important he was to yeah. the whole group than than Haru. But she's fine. She serves a purpose too. She's she's kind of the quirky plant lady. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have a quirky plant lady. <laughs> yeah, very soft spoken. Yeah. Um, yeah, but she doesn't. She doesn't really. Again, yeah, she has the. She got dealt the bad hand of being the last party member. So, uh, yeah. So, um, uh, did you have a favorite story moment? I don't want to go over each and every story thing, but did you have a story moment out of the entire game? Um, you know, with the exception of. 
you know what? It's it's funny because obviously there's a lot of very dramatic moments. What this game does exceptionally well is it blends, like Nick said, these real life scenarios that you can kind of touch upon and, and relate to your own life, but also, yeah, you're going to alternate dimensions and weird things. So there's there's lots of bananas things happening all the time. But weirdly <laughs> enough, the part that always sticks out to me is when they take their class trip to Hawaii. For, for whatever reason, it was just like it, it was it was. I, I liked seeing them, A, just go on a big trip and, like, kind of just leave Japan. It was kind of interesting. It, obviously, the setting changed dr- drastically, but also just to kind of see them be kids. And I remember I remember myself going on trips, especially in like middle school and high school, and the feeling that you get when you get away from where you've kind of been your whole life and the sense mm-hmm. of freedom you have is, is amazing. And I can only imagine how that would feel as a kid growing up in Tokyo and going to a place like Hawaii, um, mm-hmm. you know, would be, would be nuts and... You know, but that's kind of like, you know, probably more um, a crit- or a analysis on the way that I consume the game mm-hmm. as opposed to being the player, making the decisions and things like that. It was just mm-hmm. kind of one of the more memorable arcs, I guess, um, just to, you know, to fill up my, my lunches that I, that I spent. <laughs> I spent a year and a half watching watching this this, uh, this story play out. But. OK, well, I, well, I have quite a few. Uh, so. Not not a lot as compared to the whole the entire game, but uh, my first one is just everyone's persona reveal. Like that that is the best moment they had. They play you know that the music, the characters kind of finally standing up for themselves. You know, on Lady Ons is particularly good. I played it in front of one of our episodes. I don't remember which one, uh, but uh, just them like kind of being fed up and this the music and I've then. Had and then you always yeah, <laughs> and then you always wonder what their persona is going to look like. Yeah. They, the personas themselves are always so bizarre and, cart- and like mech looking or cartoony looking. So it's penis looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But uh, yeah, that that the, every everyone when I knew they were coming, it was always a great moment. Um, I do have uh, Shiho's suicide attempt. As being the one that which happens very early on. This is oh, like, this is where we're going. Yeah, this is the best friend of Lady On, and uh, through you know the abuse by the volleyball teacher, to, attempts to take her own life. And I was just like, holy shit! Like this is games don't cover this. You no, know? especially what the, you look at the cover. It's like it's bright, it's colorful, it's got music, and then yeah, and then you get hit with that first first palace is is sexual predator man. So. <laughs> yeah, that leads to student suicide. So, yeah. um, so that was it. Um, Morgana leaving the party because of, you know, he didn't felt like he was wanted or needed and Ryuji being a big bonehead, he's kind of like the He's the heel of the group. Yeah, he's, he's he and not the brightest one, you know, the one that will kind of mention the fandom thieves names around normal people, you know, so He's the me he's the me of the group. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just the dumb loud one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, puts his foot in his mouth. So yeah. uh and I know and I, I thought that that was a bummer moment because I guess I didn't even say it. My favorite party member is Morgana. Oh, um, so uh, yeah, he's just he's just a great character. And then it was a, it was a very heartfelt moment when they when he finally was yeah, like back with them. So oh, actually, I do have another one. Go ahead. Um, the part where Akechi kills Joe kills Joker. Yes. You know, yes. did you have that written down too? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, I'll let you talk to it because you could, you could probably explain <laughs> a lot better than I can too. But it was just it was just a good, really good twist, and and I was like, how the fuck is this gonna work out? And then when it finally does it, you know, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, we'll touch on it in just a moment because I have one more thing sure. ahead of that, and that was Okumaro's death. Um, if you remember, oh, yeah, when yeah, they yeah. change his heart, he's gonna do a big press conference. Yeah. And. Um, 
we really haven't seen, well, I think we have, at this point we have seen a few people, the principal dying, mm-hmm. uh, is when a person is killed in their mind palace, it, in the real world, it's pretty gruesome. Like they leak black stuff from their eyes and their eyes just roll back. It's pretty gruesome. So Okumaru is going to have his change of heart at a live press conference. And you're like, and your whole team is like, yeah, we did it. We won. This is Haru's dad. Yeah, and it's Haru's dad. And you're all like, yeah, we're, we're like at the, because it, Throughout the game, you have this little meter that says, how much do you believe in the Phantom Thieves? And it keeps going up and up and up. And it's like a peak mm-hmm. moment right here. And uh, his death was just like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that, um, uh, that, you know, that this high point was just taken away from you. Um, and that leads into uh, Akechi, the boy detective. Now... I think I talked to you about this, John. Did you realize that he was he was going to end up being the big the big bad? Um, I definitely didn't. Something didn't smell right. <laughs> I, I didn't know how to what degree. But it's, it's funny. We write a lot of the same questions. I was like, at what point do you remember getting a bad feeling about a catchy? <laughs> um, and. I, I remember, I think, you know, when you start spending time with these characters, right, Joker, I think he goes and plays pool with Akechi, right? Like, mm-hmm. that was, Akechi was like a pool shark. And, you know, and, like, it was at the point where I'm like, oh, maybe we will just be friends. And, like, then you start to kind of, like, oh, he's going to come into a palace with us or, you know, in yeah. like, does it that way. Um, so I think I kind of immediately didn't trust him, but the game did a good job of, like, walking me back on that until the moment when it is revealed. And I'm like, I knew it, you fuck. I knew it. <laughs> Yeah, because Akechi's like, you know, he's the good boy detective. He is instantly the rival of your character, Joker. Uh, he goes by Crow is his Phantom Thief name. And, um, yeah, it, you yeah you don't know what to think of it all. But I, know, I knew because the game in the first half is told of this before time. So there's this before time, and then you're always cutting back to this interview where you got caught. And you're getting interviewed by Psy... Uh, your last name now, uh, Sai Nijima. Yeah, Sai Nijima, and uh, and in those discussions, she meant she mentions that someone betrays you. So I was I was a little keyed in on him, especially because this was his plan. Like the fifth palace, the casino palace, was all his plan. He was pushing it the whole time. That was the best palace, though. It is. Yeah, that was going to be a question later. But <laughs> uh, check. So you and because the opening of the game starts with you getting caught in that palace, you knew like this was the turning point. So I think a lot of a lot of it was pointing to him, but uh, yeah, him walking into the room, putting shooting a guard, shooting yeah. the guard in the room right away, and then you know he didn't even get he didn't even do, he doesn't even do the villain speech. He just he just shoots Joker right in the face like you're the player character, and. And I knew it wasn't. I knew it wasn't yeah, real. You had to, but I was like, "But why? <laughs> like, explain this to me." Uh, well, because uh, because leading up to that day, they were focusing on the phone, like show Akechi this phone, and that triggers the like Phantom Thief, uh, yeah, or uh, metaverse. Yeah, the metaverse. Is that really what it's called, or am I just Facebook? No, that that is what it is. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. <laughs> like, I'm not, so, I don't mean to plug a Mark Zuckerberg product here. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it, that's. So I, I, I knew that, they, that that he was killed in the not real world, but I didn't know how they knew that how that, that was all going to shake down and how they prevented it from happening. Okay. So, you know, the whole 
kind of go back and show, you know, how you worked with Futaba, how she got access to Akechi's phone, all the tricks that you pulled. Um, it, it was a cool moment because usually it's always the bad guy getting one over you and having the game reverse it and be like, oh, ah, look at that. Yeah. The the heroes actually got one over this guy because Akechi, again, is, is revealed to be the big bad guy. Um, and uh, and it was also a nice reveal. He when he finds out that you you figured him out, like you're in, uh, I believe you're in Shido's palace, right? Yeah. Is this? I think it happens after. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm trying to remember when your fight with him. I think it is after Shido's palace. Okay. Because um, that's also a good reveal in the story moment. Is when the Phantom Thieves reveal that they still exist and that they're targeting Shido, who has been the big bad guy throughout the game. Uh, his palace is a cruise ship and has all these corrupt officials on it, so it's this big, well, big did, lead up to this guy. And did you explain? I'm sorry if you did, but did you explain Joker getting in trouble in the very beginning? I did not. No. Okay. No. So one of the things that kind of sets this whole thing into motion, right, is the is Joker tries to come to the aid of a girl who's being harassed by an older man, and mm-hmm. you know, trying to do the right thing. And that's kind of the central theme throughout the whole game, is like. You know, grown-ups kind of continuously letting us down and, and doing the wrong thing, and, mm-hmm. and we we can make a difference. But the guy that basically Joker was trying to save the girl from was a high-ranking official, and it's this guy, Shido, who's about to run for prime minister. So now we've kind of come full circle, <laughs> and Shido is, yeah, like, he's, like I said, he's trying to become prime minister, and he's not a good guy. Yeah, he's causing all the trouble that they've, that you've been hearing of, you know, there's always been like um, psychotic moments for people, you know, people crashing uh, subway trains, uh, the principal of your school dying, uh, Okamaro dying, uh, Futaba's mom who was doing the research into the metaverse and cognitive science and her dying, like he's the big bad of it all. And you find out in the typical villain speech between him and Akechi, like, even though they know what has happened, they're saying out loud what has happened, and then you learn that, yeah, they're kind of behind everything. So, uh, But it was a great moment when they, re- when they reveal that the Phantom Thieves are, in fact, alive and going after Shido. And there's some great moments where Shido is freaking out. Um, in fact, he tries to take a pill that stops his heart. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> to keep him from revealing... Uh, that uh, from uh, stealing his heart and you know so and then that's what happens on the way out is when they get stopped by Akechi and the big reveal of like him being very upset and him revealing that his true persona is Loki mm. that is, his dad is Shido yeah and that his dad is Shido but he's that, a bastard <laughs> and then his plan all along was to kill Shido when he was at the height of his power you know like some silly things there you know not all of it quite lands but uh it's still a great moment. The Shido fight is a, just a great build-up because at the time, you think it's the final fight of the game. And I've been uh, playing this song for John over and over. The, my, <laughs> the Lin song, Rivers in the Desert, which we will hear at the end of this episode. No, you just heard it now. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that plays during this fight. So, um, so yeah, it's just such a, such a great moment. And then... Uh, Getting moving past that, after the, the one of my favorite parts of the game was after you do reveal Shido or steal the heart of Shido, and he goes on a press conference 
and he's like being elected, like he's about to win, and this is like his election speak. He goes on there and says he's murdered people. He murdered Okamura. He did all these terrible things to all these people. And then nobody does anything. Like the whole general public does not care. And I was like, what the fuck? Like this blew my mind. <laughs> like, yeah. like this could be, this is kind of like the state of American politics right now. Like, yeah, it's, it's too just, real. I don't like yeah, it. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, people are like, it's, it's, people they're are so comfortable. Mm -hmm. They don't want decisions made for them. And then to have that lead into the plot and lead into uh, further the story. Um, to reveal the true big bad was pretty great, even though I do I will say the the most disappointing part of the game to me was the final boss and the lead up to that. Um, you find out that Igor, the guy that's been kind of guiding you through this whole process, is not the real Igor. The real Igor is trapped. Uh, he took the wardens, who used to be one person, and split them into two people. It's some weeby bullshit. Yeah, it's some anime bullshit. Uh, because them and they fuse together to create the one person, and they're not, and the one person's not as interesting as when they were separate wardens. Like they were a much funner character. Um, and then the true bad guy, I can't even remember his name. It's like Yosuba. Yaldobaus. Yeah, Yaldobaus. Yaldobaus. And uh, again, it's it's fine. It's a typical JRPG final fight, but it's. It's a bummer that it just, it, this was the culmination, but it, it was fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have a question for you, Nick. That kind of leads into it. Maybe this is the answer, but I was, uh, was going to ask you, if Persona 5 had one flaw, what would it be? Yeah, it is definitely that ending. It is the last, I don't know, 20, 20 30 minutes of the original game's ending, not going into uh, the royal content. Okay. Um, and then in the royal content, my favorite reveal was, so in the royal content, you find out that um, Maruki, the counselor persona, was has somehow figured out a way to tap into the metaverse. And now, ever since you beat Yadoboth or whatever, he is able to manipulate the, the world of mementos uh, to form any reality that you choose. So every, everyone in your party gets their most happiest reality. You know, Makoto's dad is alive. Haru's dad is alive. <laughs> Futaba's mom is alive. A lot of people that are dead are alive. Uh, Morgana becomes a real human, which is really bizarre. Um, and, was, and a lot of good things. But uh, uh, the, one of the great reveals of that is that Joker's reality is that Akechi is alive. Um, he ends up dying at the end of Shido's palace. And it was kind of a weird reveal because at the end of the game Akechi was going to go down for everything that you did mm -hmm. like all the crimes that you committed all the changing of hearts and then you find out that oh if I defeat Maruki Akechi's going to die and then I have to go to jail because all the crimes will be on me now because he never existed anymore and that was I thought that was a good reveal and like oh shit well, speaking of characters that gave you a bad vibe, Maruki, dude. Like from the beginning, and I, I so nice. I, I know, but there was I kept. I was hoping it was going to pay off into something, and maybe it did in the royal version. But one thing I noticed that he kept doing, at least in the beginning of the game, is every time you were in his office. Here, have something to eat. Oh, have something yeah. to drink. Like, what are you doing? Why do you keep offering us weird snack. snacks? And so I was like, I don't know if that ever has anything on anything, but that guy. 
he was always too nice. Every girl liked him. He was charming. He was, he was funny. <laughs> like so, not surprising that he turned out to be uh, not perfect. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's not your typical bad guy by any means. He's he is trying to you know save people from facing pain. You know, which is a real thing you know when bad things happen it's hard to face those things you but know? pain makes things more real <laughs> yeah yeah right? well that's the that's kind of what things all the phantom good. thieves come come together to do to defeat him so um and then i guess we can quickly touch on the social aspect of the game and did you have a favorite confidant so not a party member so this is a part that I also probably regrettably don't have a lot of experience with. They, they <laughs> stuck to the main story. So I saw like a little bit with the the arcade kid. Oh god, uh, the he's the worst one. Yeah, the the, poli- Oda. the politician, uh-huh. um, the the doctor, pharmacist lady. Yeah, Tai Takimi. Um, so like you know, I, I didn't get a ton of that. I would say the the politician guy seemed pretty interesting, where he was kind of like just. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like he was just a he was, what, he was like a down and out politician that used to be hot, mm-hmm. riding high, and kind of fucked something yeah. up, and and so he's trying to kind of go on a redemption arc. So it, I, I could see that be kind of becoming kind of a cool character, but no, I don't really don't really have an attachment to any of them. Okay, okay. Did you did you see um, Yuki at all? Yuki Mishima, the is she uh, the chess player? Yeah, I, a little bit. Not, okay. but she was like like she showed up, and I was like. Who are you? And then she went away. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that was that was my favorite one, and it's not surprising that she was originally supposed to be a, an additional party member. Oh, really? Like that was the original plan for her. Um, but uh, yeah, she also has a good a good arc. Okay. Um, and then yeah, I was gonna get into the combat briefly. Yeah. And so we well, are. Here's not, my, we're, let me start with my question. Okay. <laughs> so obviously, the main draw of this game is the style, social aspects, and things. Do you feel the combat was deep enough to warrant the 100-hour campaign? <laughs> uh, or, or were you trying to just get through fights to get back to everything else? Boy, that's a good question. Because it is, once you figure out everything's weakness in a palace, it is really just mindless repetition. That's what I felt when I was playing it. <laughs> and, and, and one of my struggles with it. Though I do, there's so many elements that I like. I wish there were... Cause, Especially in the the big final boss battle with Maruki, it kind of really leaned into the baton passes and the and the you know getting the free spell when everyone does a baton pass. But the game itself doesn't offer that as much as I'd like. What's a baton pass again? So if you hit an enemy with their weakness, you get to attack again. You get a what it's called a once more. But you also have baton passes, and I think that's new to this game. So you can give your once more to somebody else. Yeah, you can give your once more to somebody else, and then that take they get additional turn, and then if they do a weakness, and if in the and you get bonuses too. So when you play darts uh, with your team, uh, you can get bonuses to the baton passes. So you can get attacked up. Uh, if you get a baton pass, you get health and SP. You know the magic points, and so if you baton if you baton baton pass <laughs> between the whole team you get you'll get a free attack like oh. it costs zero so the the attacks that cost hp cost nothing and then the all, any spell would cost nothing oh that's that's cool so, okay all right so okay. there there are a lot of cool elements to it but yeah it's not fully utilized in the game and i would say yeah i mean i did like seeing new personas but when like i said well, yeah once you realize the elements and, and sometimes when you get yeah, a persona whose weakness is another party member, and you're like, oh, okay, I got to swap out the party member for yeah. this one. And it, it gets a little tiresome. But I think that's just, 
That's a JRPG staple. That's JRPG stuff, yeah. yeah. I mean, that makes sense because, you know, one of the... I don't mean to hijack the conversation real quick, no, but one, one of the things with Persona that that I always struggled with is the sense of, you know, I get FOMO all the time. <laughs> and so, like, when you have all this free time to just go do what you want and increase something, I'm like, I don't know what I need to be worrying about. And so... I could see, but I think I remember talking to you that like, oh, it's really not that bad once you really mm-hmm. just kind of get into it. And so the idea that all the extra things are eventually going to culminate into the battle system and then that they all feed into one another. Um, yeah. I could I can see that making sense. Just, you know, you can't have put more than eight hours into the 100-hour game, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, you probably didn't see the Thieves Den at all, which is this like side world where you can kind of, it's, we're kind of like the completionists go. I don't think so, no. It's like a, it's just kind of like a homage. You can buy, you can buy art to the game, models to the game, and then you can wander this little museum and see them all. Okay. And there, there are achievements within the game that are in this thieves den. Oh yeah, no, I didn't. That, that's for the real completionists, you yeah. know. Like, I never got there with any games. <laughs> don't you want all the artwork? No. <laughs> The artwork is pretty sweet. I'm sure it is. The the styles, yeah, out of this world. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, no, like I, I liked it enough, and I think that's that's kind of the thing is like, combat was not that much of a chore. I just think, especially when I had would get in a position of grinding. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how you play JRPGs, but I usually attack everything just to get keep my stats up so in this i would just be sneaking behind everything attack it attack it attack it and in persona 5 there's not a lot of enemies usually on a floor so i would always make sure that i'm at a level i never wanted to be behind even though doing that i was still behind um but uh so you know i had no problem doing that like i do think i would have got sick of it but no okay Um, good you know and i think what and i think of some of the like again, a lot of the flourishes of this game, like the all-out attack, is is awesome. Yeah, all but, <laughs> you know, well, like, what, are, what is it called when you like pair up with a different party a member? Showtime attack. Showtime attack. Yeah, yeah, and those are great too. I think those are new to Royal. Hmm. Uh, so if you didn't play the Royal Edition, you didn't see Showtime attacks. Really? I'm pretty sure Man. I saw some. Maybe not though. Well, if you were, I thought you said you were watching it. But weren't you watching the Royal Edition of the game? Because you saw Kasumi Yoshizawa. I thought. Well, she's throughout the game, right? No, I don't think... No, she's new. She's new entirely? Yeah. So, like, even during the... Yeah. It's not just the, oh, well, then I guess I did watch the Royal Version. <laughs> it's just weird, because I thought I remembered... And you saw the Maruki. He's new, too. Oh, He's not okay. in the normal one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I have it rolling down. Yeah. Showtime attacks and the city of Kyochi, and they change things with the guns in the game. Uh in, in the original game, bullets refreshed every time you entered a palace. In the in the in the royal edition, bullets refresh every battle. You, yeah, the first way is stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, my question is: Did you have? Well, now I'm, we'll start with this. What, did you have a least favorite palace? Um. <laughs> No, no, because I wasn't playing, I think. It's, it's just, right. you know, I, I the casino, I had a feeling because the music was amazing. And, like, it just seemed like there's a lot of extra stuff, like the ability to go and get currency. And I think, like, yeah. you know, yeah. that whole thing was cool. So, no, I feel like I was ready for the Desert Palace to be over, but that was Futaba's. And, like, I liked the story, but I feel like I just didn't like the environments all that much. Yeah, it was a lot of like uh, just, mirror reflecting and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it was just you know, very, de- you know, <laughs> sandy and, and orange and, and brown. Um, 
No, it was probably probably that one or the spaceship. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, the bank was like my least favorite one just because that character sucked too. That was the, that was like the the like mafia guy. Yeah, huh? yeah, 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 yeah. I just googled the bank. I didn't. <laughs> it, it didn't give me what I was looking for. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the my, the favorite one is is the casino. Not only because it's like you like you had said, it's a cool location. You find out like the house is manipulating slash. everything, but the fact that the that's uh, Sai Nijima's palace, who is. Makoto's sister, she's the special investigator, she's a detective in the game, and she turns the courthouse into a casino because, I don't, and I should have checked this, in Japan, the prosecution rate is like 99%. Like, yeah. if you get committed for a crime, like, odds are not in your favor. Yeah. So the fact that her mind palace rigs, thinks of a courthouse as a casino where the house always wins is pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is. I mean, that's one of the, that is one of the coolest aspects of the game. Is yeah, how how the mind palace is a representation of how the evil people view their subordinates or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because what Kamashita, the sexual abusive teacher, he was basically king of the castle, right? Right. Yeah. And everybody was his servants. Yeah. The, yeah. The, um, the school was a castle to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So always trying to analyze that and, and realize that there's deeper meanings and stuff to it is always really cool. Yeah. And then Shido's the cruise ship and, you know, the, even though the city's flooding and everything, he's always rising above because he's in this fancy cruise ship, which is, you know, all the people on it are people that help him out, you mm-hmm. know? So yeah, the, the, definitely... Definitely all of them, really. You know, they're all some kind of, you know, you know, Futaba's in the pyramid. You know, she was kind of entombed in this thing. You mm-hmm. know, like her her room was a pyramid, and she was just stuck there. You know, she couldn't yeah. get out. Um, but uh, yeah, that's again, that's one of the great elements of the story. Is just is just how like it speaks to modern society. Um, and I guess I really don't have much more to add. Yeah. Um, if you were a persona character, Nick, <laughs> do you? What, what would your name be? What would your calling your your moniker be? It would probably gamer. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, well, for context, it's like it's kind of like what they. I don't know. Because yeah, Because like Ryuji, Ryuji is skull. Skull. Honest Fox. No, she's Panther. She's Panther. Yusuke, Yusuke's Fox, Fox, Makoto's Queen, yeah. Haru is. Uh, she is. Blah, 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 blah. Noir. Noir. Yeah. So. Uh, Futaba's Navi. Uh, yeah, so they all kind of associate to, like, yeah, kind of either their role or, I don't know, I guess. Ryuji views himself as a badass, <laughs> right? An views right. herself as kind of a sexy kitten, whatever. So yeah, I mean, when was, well, when she's a dominatrix, which I think is her reversing the sexualization of her. Okay. So she's like dominate, like taking control of of how everyone else views her, you know, as a sexual object. Sure. She's still um, wearing a skin tight red suit. Yeah. No. Hat, no. No. So. No. Yeah. With full cleavage. Yeah. No. Yes. No, no. No. But. Uh. <laughs> so so you you're gonna be sexy kitty? That'd be you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I probably dog related. I don't know loyalty. Mm, okay. Um, 
So Fight I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, what, what about you? Have you thought about this? Yeah, I thought about it. I think I'd be like slugger. I'd be like a baseball guy. You know, I mean, <laughs> especially if it's like we're talking about our high school days. Like that was yeah, my true. thing. <laughs> true. You know, so I was definitely that was my number one thing I was into. So like, yeah, I could have a baseball bat. You know, I could I could see that. Especially Japan loves baseball. Yeah, that's. Ryuji does technically supposed to be the athlete on the team. He's like a former track, track star. star, but he doesn't really. He's more of like the punk, mm-hmm. you know. He's the yeah, more he's, the outcast, more you know the the guy that's getting into trouble for the sake of getting in trouble for the attention, rather alone. They didn't really have like an athlete on the team. No, um, no, it'd be Ryuji. I mean, I feel like all of them were pretty. <laughs> like they're all pretty fit. <laughs> Joker was probably an athlete. That dude just hops around all over. <laughs> Um, and then most important question, Nick, is uh, who's your girl? Who's your who's your who's your waifu? Uh, so I'm probably probably pretty typical about this in Mass Effect Two or the Mass Effect series. It was always uh, Liara because she's the first one, right? Mm. So same thing. It's Lady On, like um, it's, which is funny because um, both Ryuji and Morgana have crushes on her, so it's just funnier that it's like. Yeah, it was always funny with Morgana being a cat. <laughs> it's like, it's funny that you mentioned that. So I don't know, like, in, so you watch this, so you yes. know that, like, when you're, and we talked about it on the normal show, is that when you reach a bond level of 10 with any female in the game, whether they're an adult or your age, anyone, it becomes a romantic, or you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it becomes a romantic. It has the option to become a romantic relationship, um, and then that will come up later in the story that you mentioned. Hawaii trip. You can go to the. You can walk the beach with whoever you want. Um, there's a school party, and you can pick who you want to go to that with, and so on and so forth. Um, that always stresses me out so much. <laughs> uh, did you Did you have one? Uh, I'd, I'd probably be. I'd probably say. Makoto. Yeah. Just, yeah, she's a good one. She's just smart, cute. I don't know. You know, that's just, I like brunettes. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, and food or Futaba. But also, like, you know, Dark Horse Candidate, Kasumi is pretty, you know, she's the athlete. There you go. Kasumi. Yeah, you know, gymnast. The, the yeah. DLC gymnast. But <laughs> so I'm a hornball, I guess. I don't know. So any, I don't. Any. <laughs> <laughs> so, funny thing is, it was when you get to level 10 and you have this choice, right, to make it a romantic relationship, you know, you. The first one you get is kind of like, you know, yeah, okay, yeah, we're, it's a romantic thing. And then as it keeps going on, everyone that you, when you get to level 10 with is like, you're already in a relationship with everyone else. Did you ever learn what happens if for everyone you no. say yes to? Mm-mm. So in my playthrough, I got every confidant to level 10 and I said yes to a romantic relationship. So I had like... Like when at the end of the game, it was like, well, who do you want to go on this romantic date with? Because uh, it goes into uh, you know, uh, sweetest day and all that stuff. And so it gave me like every female in the game. And I was waiting because I played The Witcher Three, and if you romance <laughs> multiple kids, yeah, you get you get you get screwed. So I was waiting for like that shoe to drop because why was the game warning me this whole time? Yeah. And John, do you know what happens? No. <laughs> So you pick who you want to go with. Well, again, it was Lady On for every opportunity I had. So, you know, we went on a romantic date or whatever. Uh, the next day, uh, every person that I've said had been in a romantic relationship with was at my at my door. And then there's this scene with you in the little cafe that you live out of. And they're all in there just asking you questions. And they all have gifts in their hand. And they're... <laughs> 
<laughs> so like they're not even upset? No, they're upset. Yeah, oh. they're, they're like I saw a light up in your room last night. Who are you with? You oh, know. God. <laughs> and then of course it ends with you know you just like sprawled out on the floor. And Is your teacher there too? Yeah, all the teachers she are there. there. Nice. <laughs> and then I'll you know, that up. and of course Sojuro. I forget what he says, but it's just hilarious because you know Sojuro is kind of a ladies' man. Uh, well, then so- Sojuro is Futaba's dad, so like Futaba's <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, there's no mention of that, no. and there's really no other other than this funny scene. There's really no repercussions as far as the story. That's a good you know, way you do it though. Is it though? Shouldn't yeah. you feel bad that you've romanced everyone in the game? Nick, why do you play video <laughs> games? Do you play video games to just live your normal life again? Or do you play video games to live a fantasy world where you can bang eight girls at the same time? Come on. Come on. I'm a married man. Let me fantasize. Yeah, yeah. The dream high school experience. You right. know, teachers, Ladies. adults, the popular girl at school, the model at school, the nerdy girl at school. You just. You get them all. <laughs> Taking on the president. Yeah, yeah. Joker's a, Joker's a baller, dude. <laughs> yeah, he really is. He really, really is. But, uh... God, I hate to imagine what my Persona castle would look like. <laughs> It'd be bad. It'd be bad. Probably something like antisocial or isolation related. I don't know. <laughs> something to not think about. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. You gotta <clears throat> confront it in these games, but, yeah. uh... Yeah, so it, it's a great game, satisfying ending. You know, it did have a, like the kind of a Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, like like you beat the game and there's like an hour of just extra stuff that involves every character you've ever met in the game. And then it is kind of sad as, you know, they kind of all go their separate ways. You know, they, An's going to go model out of the country and you're going to go back home and this and that. And But you, but you guys... Get to rejoin back together, Nick, when you play Persona 5 Strikers. <laughs> yeah, so... When you bring that to the next week's show. Yeah, that so that was funny. Like, uh, A, I was looking into all these games because I was like, well, do I have any interest? And then I watched the IGN review for Strikers, and I, I think it's within the first minute that it's like, oh, yeah, this takes place after the events of the game. They go on, like, a summer road trip, yeah. and it's kind of, it's considered canon, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess I'm playing a Muso. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't look half bad. I, IGN re- yeah, AG, IGN reviewed it. Or, uh, God, I can't talk anymore. Mm-hmm. IGN reviewed it very well, so it's surprisingly good. But be something I, I wonder if it's like a lot of people, because a lot of people are probably coming into it as fans of the game. So I don't think, you know, I don't think it makes sense for, you know, someone that has never played Persona 5 to come do it. No, so. no, you'd be a psycho person. Yeah, so... <laughs> So it's it's incredible. Like again, as as John and I have not played this game or any of the previous games in the franchise to like come to this one and just you know John watching it and then me finally playing through. Yeah, you're welcome. And it, and it was like I think in my on my PlayStation Five it says 101 hours. So you know that's 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 a huge undertaking this year. Well, you just looked up a list of the longest video game campaigns of all time and it's number 1. Yeah, it was number <laughs> 1, which is pretty crazy. So you can imagine why we're waiting, you know, since 2016 for Persona 6. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's going to be a minute, but uh I guess to leave it on that, John, is where Persona 6, you, it's, we're assuming it's going to be a lot of the same, a lot of the same themes. Are, are you in? I want to really be in. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I do. I just worry. <laughs> I worry. But I put 80 hours into Neon White. So, like, 
I'm, I'd be lying if I said I don't have the time. I just have to be judicious with my time. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I mean, I'm a sucker for high review scores. I'm a sucker for good art styles, good music. It's going to have all that. And, um, you know, it seems like this is a team that just learns on what they what they did before. You know, I don't think we said this on the show, but this is a, a spinoff series from a series called Shin Megami Tensei mm-hmm. or Tensei. It's been since 1992. This is a long-running series, and I think yeah. even there was something before that that started in 87. So this is a team that, you know, I'm sure not very many of the same people that worked on Shin Megami Tensei have worked on Persona 5, but they have a lot of history to pull from. They know what they're doing. They have a very clear vision, I'm sure. So uh, I, I would say Persona 6, when it gets announced, is would be maybe the only candidate to get a higher review score than something like Grand Theft Auto 6. And you know it's it's mm-hmm. it's that level of quality. It might not be for you, um, but it's no denying that it's it's top tier video games. Yeah, I think would it be? It'd probably be like yeah, the biggest of that. Because what are we on Dragon Quest? What twelve? Twelve. Or, yeah. So there was a Dragon Quest thirteen, and this was announced. I wonder. Well, tw- twelve is announced, but not. Oh, yet. okay. Yeah, eleven is out. Twelve, twelve will come out in probably two years or so. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I mean, I mean, JRPGs are as strong as they've ever been, man. I mean, it's it's interesting to think, you know, Final Fantasy VII back in nineteen ninety eight, and you know, the early Dragon Quest games like you know, Chrono Trigger, shit was popping, shit was popular, but it's like in Persona Six, we're gonna get Final Fantasy sixteen, we're gonna get Dragon Quest twelve, you know, there's. <laughs> JRPGs are alive and well, um, you know, if, if you're a fan of them. So yeah, cool. Like a Dragon, I'll yeah. mention that one too. You know, it's going to continue in the JRPG footprint uh, going forward. So that's that's kind of wild too. So Yeah. You got Sea um, of Stars if you're a retro JRPG fan coming out later this year, um, which looks to be super, super good. So Yeah. So do you have any other thoughts about Persona 5? I think we can put it to bed now. Yeah, no, um, you know, you're welcome for recommending it to you. <laughs> um, you know, that's another super Japanese game that I've gotten across your brow, and, and you, you loved other being Danganronpa, so mm-hmm. um, Nier Automata's coming your way, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. other than no, it would be It would be an interesting world where Nier Automata 2 is out. I probably should go back and play Nier Automata 1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's a story for another show. All right, so we are going to leave you on another Persona 5 song by Lynn. Yep, it sounds just like that. This is Rivers in the Desert, and the cool thing about this song is that it plays during the final fight with Shido, like a fully voiced, it's just incredible. It's such a good song to be like jamming out to while fighting the final boss, you know. You know, and there's so many. I mean, we could do a whole topic about great final boss songs. You know, you got Sephiroth's theme from Final Fantasy VII. You know, there's so many good final boss theme themes, and this is this is up there with them. This is a great song, and personally, my favorite song that in the game. So, it's uh, rock out to it. I feel like Lynn has now regained the lead of most songs on the show. For sure, <laughs> <laughs> I think this is her fourth or fifth one. All so. right, Machine Girl next week. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right, so thank you for listening. Again, if you have any suggestions for our bonus episodes or you have any comments on this one, please email us at PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com or Twitter DM us at PSPalsPod. We thank you for listening. Go play this game if you haven't. Boom. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.
Constantly drawing nearer. 